Hello and welcome to the All About Pigeons podcast. I'm Phil. And I'm Chris. And we're going to talk about a couple of pretty cool things today. How to determine the sex of your birds, banding your pigeons, and the all fun scammers on Facebook. So let's jump into sexing the birds. And uh, Chris, I want to hear, before we get into all the different ways, what what is your guaranteed or most proven method, I guess? That you use if you have to determine the sex of your birds when it comes to pairing or whatever reason time age like let the birds get old just sit there yeah time yeah no they'll lay an egg eventually if it's a hen uh, but no <laughs> well that's My, just, yeah that's waiting observation i mean uh the only real way i can tell is if i see them if, you know if they're dancing and they're boys acting like boys and girls act like girls uh, you know and, and that just it takes time there i don't i don't know there's a lot of ways that they say you can you can do it uh, most of it seems like witchcraft to me i don't know it's, 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 it's definitely that old wives tale kind of stuff but some people really swear by some you know people like you know that's your method and some people have a method that they just no matter how funny it is they stick with it i mean but i i would agree with you i would say that yeah you know even if it's a long time you know but basically wait until they get sexually mature enough to either put on a show in a dance or lay an egg um, do you so do you do you try to separate it all like are you keeping your cockbirds and your hens kind of separated or once you figure one out are you putting it in a different area yeah i kind of i kind of just let them pair up and if i you know all together and as they go you know i'll pick pairs if i want to use them for breeding or if they go outside to fly then it doesn't really matter what sex they are yeah until they're done with their job you know until they're done flying it won't matter they're just uh they're just birds well i'm gonna read off some of these uh this is what happens if you google how to sex a pigeon and some of these you know are kind of new to me even um that's what i heard before but one of my favorites right here is uh take a nickel size magnet glued to a piece of fishing twine hold the pigeon very still hold the magnet with the string over its head so if the magnet swings in a straight line that's a cockbird if it was a hen it would swing around in a circular motion so have you ever tried this one no no i can't say that i have um if i would have heard that said out loud um in a group <laughs> setting i would probably think somebody was trying to mess with my head right oh the guy actually went and got a magnet in the string <laughs> <laughs> i showed up to the hardware store what do you need a magnet well first let me know what you're doing and then we'll, we'll, we'll get you yeah right yeah it- yeah, Ace Hardware always wants to know what you're doing before they sell Bro, you anything, I, you know? I don't even want to tell you right now. You're going to think <laughs> I'm crazy. I'm looking for a pigeon. I'm trying to sex a pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I do kind of want to try just, you know, it'd be interesting to try all these little weird ways and just see, you know, what's kind of coming up on it. Um, one thing they say, you know, is 
size you know they stay typically the the cockbirds will be larger but you know at that point it's like you said you're either you're kind of waiting so long that you know at that point they should almost be driving or laying eggs um yeah. the female eyes tend to look rounder and the male eyes are more oval or almond shaped Ooh. So i guess i never so on the eyes uh and when they're that young anyways you don't really have that that uh the ring around there but you can tell by the ring around their eyes too on an older bird yeah um a lot of the time unless you get a really heavily bred hen that's got you know but then you can tell her her apart there a hen is a different especially on a racer a hen is a different shape than a cockbird yeah it's it's hard to describe but they're they're just obviously different you get two six-month-old birds next to each other they're obviously different and i'm sure that you know uh, somebody who's been seeing birds for a long time also you know it just kind of becomes easier to spot you know at younger ages and things like that i mean you got those people you've seen those videos of those people who are sexing baby chickens on that assembly line oh yeah. you know that's i don't know like are you serious or are you just like playing the 50 50 game and just checking some chicks over here i mean they can do that quick so i mean you do well, that all day they're vent sexing them is that how they do that okay yeah which that's that's another way that you can you know do with pigeons there's also in the fowl you've got a when you cross them you get a short you take a short feathered bird like a hard feathered bird Mm -hmm. and a soft feathered bird and you cross them and the the feathers will grow in such a way that you can sex them that way too uh because it, it it grows unevenly it's it's a it's a hatchery cross that they're doing that way so that they can right away they can tell does it go to the right does it go to the production line or does it go to you know yeah and they send them off that way so that's pretty cool too but in pigeons it's it's not like that no (laughs) it's not nah i mean then so another way is and uh i've i've had this told me before so this only works when the pigeon is like two months old or roundabout you birds in your hand and you tip the bird forward and back and if the tail dips down it's supposed to be a hen if it flips up it's supposed to be a cockbird and we've talked about that before and you've heard it the same thing except that it was reversed that if the tail tips down you were told it was a cockbird and so sorry i don't know which one to believe on that one because we've both been fed something well and there was there was also in there was a discussion about the difference between a flown bird's tail and an unflown bird's tail and the balance and this and that da, 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 da. Oh, yeah. so there was a lot going on right um, you know it's it's very unclear to me but i do know that they said if if uh if that bird tips its tail down i think it was supposed to be a hen or okay. no, it was supposed to be a cockbird, yeah. But I think it, I think we got that backwards. Okay. And then you got the claws. So take a look at the claws. The male's side claw is supposed to be the same length as its forward-facing claws. The female's side claw is supposed to be shorter than the front-facing claws. Now I I can see that, and I did see a difference when they were when they were showing me that. I did see a difference in it. It's subtle, but if you have a male and a female to compare, it's obvious. Yeah, 
you know what I'm saying? They're they're not the same. And then one that I'm trying to get good at right now because this is a method that I I do believe works. Um, a friend down in Tucson who has a pigeon business and uh, she has a lot of birds and she can sex a bird by feeling the pelvic bone. We get those two points below the vent and uh, the wider ones are for eggs to pass through. So if you can get a finger in between those two points, then you know it's wide enough to be a hen. And if you can't, then you know it's narrow and it's a cockbird. And you also got to be careful when you hold the bird when you're doing that, because if you're squeezing the back of the bird, you can actually make that all seem like a cockbird because you're squeezing it closer together. Um, and that's when I want to get better at doing that one. I, I just kind of learned up on that one. And that seems like a, it makes sense. You know, it's, it's physically wider for an egg to pass. You know, I haven't really had a chance to go through a ton of birds with it yet, but it's definitely something, you know, whenever I'm holding handle my birds, the first thing I usually go for is to feel the keel. And uh, now it's to just kind of go in there and also feel that those two points right there and just get familiarized with it. Are, are the birds consenting to this? They have no choice, so yes. <laughs> oh, so they're subjective. Gotcha. Yeah, I guess that's what it is, yes. <laughs> they, yeah, that's that's the life of a, of a pigeon, though, you know? I mean, it's... Uh, <laughs> You know the whole oh they mate for life it's like um not in this world like they're <laughs> they mate with who we think would be the best mate for them as uh as a pigeon man said not too long ago they get to learn to love the one they're with that's right yeah i like that man i like that when he said that that was good <laughs> that's that old classic rock song right love the one you're with <laughs> yeah now so you can that's a whole other topic but yeah so for me i guess i'm the same way like when i really want to determine the sex of a bird when it comes to pairing birds up you know i got my show cages i'll throw them in the show cages as soon as one starts doing a dance you know i'll uh black zip tie his foot that's what i do for unknown birds that i'm trying to determine the sex and if it's a cock bird it gets the black zip tie on its foot and um that way i know that one's a cock bird and then i can actually use that cock bird to help me determine if I have other cockbirds or hens by putting them next to other birds that I think you might react to. And that's kind of, you know, I, I, I you can't do that when they're young. They, you know, some, they, birds, some birds don't like certain birds. They just won't even monkey with them. Yeah. And it's, yeah. you got to have the right hen to get them going. Mm -hmm. Some uh, like this, this black powder I got, I'm a hundred percent sure it's a boy. It acted like a hen for a long, long time. It was just sitting around next to everything, kind of chill. Well, I think it was just trying to be slick, you know, like a just pick up chicks under the radar because now he's really doing his thing. So I guess really when it comes down to it, and there's probably a lot more ways of sex in a bird. I mean, depending on like full moons and when the last rained and all that stuff, you know, but these are the kind of the big ones that I would say are kind of worth messing with. I mean, the Magna one seems kind of like bar, bar humor, you know, but maybe it's super legit. I mean, it definitely seems like it's an older style of doing it. So maybe it so, works. I don't know. I've never really done it. Well, with the magnets of today, man, I wonder, is is the magnet going to stick to the pigeon's forehead? <laughs> yeah, I know. We When we were first talking about it, I remember uh, 
Yeah, I'll go grab my fishing magnet. It's like a thousand pound pole. Just suck that baby right up in there. It'll I mean, stick to the side of the coop. Uh, man, I wonder, <laughs> you know, because we did kind of, I wonder, I wonder if there is, I should look into that too, because I don't know, but if that's the idea, then I wonder if they really do have any kind of magnetic properties going on up there in their head. You know, if it can really make a magnet react differently, there'd have to be, right? Or iron or something. See, and that's the thing, because there's a theory behind the homing, too. Yeah. That says that they home because of magnetic properties and yada, yada, yada. Well, mm -hmm. I mean, that could be supporting, that could be a supporting theory if it was actually legit. We're going to have to do this, like, we're going to have to do a YouTube short or something on this. And just, right. Uh, you you grab three birds that you know what the sex is, and I'll grab three and uh, so what we'll find we, an average, and then we'll just go on Amazon and we'll start buying all of the magnets. Yes, and we'll see. <laughs> so, sell them as <laughs> these magnets are specifically for sexing pigeons. Right. You know, and we're gonna we're just gonna buy it. We'll just go on there. And we'll start. We'll start with the the lowest one first and we'll see how, just how much magnet it takes to stick to a pigeon oh man <laughs> you know uh in some of the old american pigeon journal magazines they sell these things called color wheels where it guarantees you if you mix this and this and this what you're going to get as a mix and a color you think that would work with rollers <sighs> dude i'm surprised that would work with anything like genetics you know i mean boy that's that's a totally different kind of worms right there but they come out pretty cool yeah it's a fun game to play with but i mean it's for me honestly it's a total crapshoot you know i i think these would look cool together and i like all looks of all pigeons so i'm always happy with what i get so it works out for me right i i'm gonna i think man we need one of them color experts on here to just yap about the colors for about 30 minutes yeah colors and genetics that'll be that'll be a good one that'll be a good so i one. can Yep, so I can just kick back, <laughs> soak it all up. And yep. then, we guarantee and then, that if you listen to that one, you'll be a genetics expert by the end of it. We got a guy. That's right. And then I'm going to ask him which color flies the best. Yes. Yeah, that's a thing, right? I think. I, uh, I know. Uh, I know. White doesn't seem to fly the best because it's kind of like a bullseye for birds of prey. But you know, whatever. Buddy, buddy, I tell you what, I'm gonna. <laughs> I want to tape a camera to one so bad, just oh, to just to see where what they do. You know, they, it's so anyway. Well, let's uh, let's talk about banding a little bit. How do you band your birds, and when do you band your birds, and where you get your bands at, and all that. I currently use ARPU bands. Those are the plastic ones for the homers. And um, I use the NPA bands that I get from calling, or I get them off the NPA website. And those are for other breeds. Okay. And I'm doing, I've been banding a lot earlier than most people think I should. Um, I do them like five, six, seven days. You get problems with them falling off? No, I, th I don't, I maybe have lost one and that one was on like a bird that i was like oh my god you're you're so small i just give it a shot if it falls off i'll put it back on right but that was in that was in with the rollers and it was kind of crazy in there there's tons of babies everywhere yeah but um on this here no i do them 
I do them when they're just big enough to where it's tough to get them on. Yep. Yeah. You don't want to have to be sitting there with a jar of Vaseline and a stick trying to pop a toe through, man. That's no fun for anybody. Yeah, I've oiled them. I've spit on them. I've done all kinds of stuff. Whatever you can do to make it slippery. Mm-hmm. And then um, I used your buddy down in Tucson's um, uh, her advice, and we did. Uh, we use a feather for it's. That's what I use to, oh, pull, to pull the, the toe, toe through. I got the you. hind toe through. Yeah. Yeah. That's handy. You can find that in a pinch. You don't have to go look for something cool. I think a crochet needle would work really good. Yeah. Um, just saying, uh, if you had one laying around. But uh, yeah, you got it's it's a little bit of a little bit of work, but it, it, it you just got to be patient with it. First four times I did it, I thought I was gonna like pull the bird's toe off. Oh man, yeah. Well, they're or, so you know they're like rubber when they're that young. There's nothing really in there. Yeah. Or oh god, this is never gonna go all the way past. It's gonna be tight. <laughs> it's gonna cut. You know, there's all kinds of things you're thinking about, but yeah. they're pretty safe as long as you do them. Uh, before you, before they're too old, ten then, days uh, I think is max. Ten days, oh, especially for homers. I mean, I don't even know how you would do that. I mean, I do mine seven days. I start and I've had them fall off, but I just I find them in the loft and you know find the bird and stick it back on there. Well, but, um, not, not all homers are the same though. Man. This, yeah, growing wise. No, um, just type wise. Uh, you know, you get the big legs there's smaller legs there's um oh, I got you. now i'm seeing some with feathered feet uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know they're they're not all the same so the size of their feet's different yeah and the and the rate of their growth is different too i got some out there that are almost as you know they're almost as big as my king pigeons mm. and i've got others like that one um that blue grizzle that you have that's a small bird got little feet you know uh so and she's gonna she's gonna throw probably stuff that has uh smaller feet and then band them a little later that's another thing too like i've gotten bands online from china before that you know i they claim to be seven millimeters for rollers or eight millimeters for homers and they're different they uh too big too small then i'll get bands from the npa which npa has a great website where it has a list of all the different breeds and all the different size of bands and they got i don't know about all the breeds but the pretty common breeds a lot of fancy breeds and stuff and you can get nice npa bands from them um but it's a nice place to go to just as a reference for what size of uh, band to get but if you get careful. nervous call tim that's right yeah no that's legit yeah they've they got if pretty you get good. nervous call tim at the mpa and ask him and he'll tell you probably the same thing we just told you that there's a, a listing on the website, <laughs> but uh, start there. Yeah, you know, <laughs> start there first. But if you know, if you get, if you have questions, that's how I ended up talking to Tim when I was. I got this, this, and this, and I want to know what size to put on them. I'm not exactly sure, so I ended up with three different sizes. I got sevens, eights, and tens. Okay. Eights and, is homers, the... sevens is rollers, yep. tens is kings. Okay, yeah, I never mess with kings. Yeah, those are pretty big. And you put your bands on upside down, right? Uh, yeah. Can you tell uh, us why I, the what the magic trick with that is? I learned it on accident. 
but it makes perfect sense. Um, I put a, I always hold the bird in my right hand, and I put it on with my left hand. And the first time I did it, I was all proud of myself. I got it on there without jerking the bird's toes off and stuff. And I, I put it up on Facebook, and I say, "Yeehaw! Here's my first bird." Uh, I put the band on upside down. Oops. And everybody says, no, man, that's cool. Because when you pick the bird up and you fold his leg up so where you can look at his foot there, it's right side up then. See? It's not a show bird. You're not looking at it in the, in the you know, you're not reading it's uh, out of a show cage. Mm-hmm. You're going to pick it up. You're going to call off the number and you're going to basket the bird. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, upside down translates to right side up when you're looking at it. Yeah, and if you're if you're doing it for your own records and you're grabbing the bird to get its number, it's a lot easier than you know trying to look at the bird while it's on a perch or something. I got the first two numbers. What's the other ones? I mean, it does make a lot of sense to do it that way. Especially you, like a size seven band, you can't read those oh, numbers. Yeah, you have to hold the bird. Yeah, not a lot of room on there. Yeah, and then um, with so you got that with the size, you, you're putting it on that way. Um, <laughs> let's use this to, to lead into the next one. Have you ever used the, the beaded bands before? Oh, beaded bands. I've been seeing a lot of beaded bands. I not. I personally don't but, use them, Yeah. but I've been seeing a lot of beaded bands on the Facebook groups here in on our local pages. And um, pay attention to that. Because we don't use beaded bands. I mean, it may, some some folks may. Um, I've never even seen them like for sale over here. I mean, really. It's a cultural thing, I think. Um, you know, and they're they're beautiful and all that stuff, but I've never seen them around here, and I the don't look. think you're gonna see them around here. Yeah. So, so let that be a red flag right now. Chris happens to be an expert at spotting scammers on Facebook, and. Uh, you know, we all use Facebook for the different pigeon groups that we belong to, you know, and these guys that create these pages are just, oh, it's so hard to tell. But I mean, um, Chris, is, Chris has developed a pretty good system of weeding these guys out. And sometimes it's pretty funny, man. You'll call them out. Hey, uh, what's gaming got going today? And then they send you a picture of what they're doing, you know, <laughs> it's like, or that one, one of your, because you're also the admin on the Arizona Pigeon Connection page. And oh, no. uh, you put on there uh, the questions was like, are you a scammer? And the guy's like, yes. <laughs> so yeah, click, click yes to return to the main menu. <laughs> that's right. I'm like, that's funny when they actually reply back with that. You know, he was, so. he was straight up. <laughs> uh, so what what uh, what do you look for? Like, what are some like tall tale signs? Because people, you know, it's. You don't want to get ripped off you know you're, you're just out there trying to buy a bird from somebody that you know you, you know they got pictures that look super legit their profile looks legit like what are some red flags that are making it obvious to you well let me let's first start out by knowing that these people are just there to steal from you and any admin i think that allows that to happen isn't a very good admin right i'm gonna do better than that but anyway um that being said uh so what i look for um is new profiles a lot of people have their profiles on lockdown um a lot of people like me 
there's a few others that uh, you know when we have hobbies we set up a profile specifically for uh, whatever hobby that is because um, you know if I had the, I'm kind of like the crazy cat lady with my birds you know you, you <laughs> some people just don't understand some people don't get it we have these profiles designed for um, like-minded people okay um, but even then you know most people put a little bit of effort into sharing something that they're interested in so that people know that they're an actual real person um, you know or stuff like that that I look for right away if it's if the if the profile isn't personalized or it doesn't have something that they're showing off that that's a real legit photo of, of something that they have that that raises awareness you know raises something for me um, two first names if his name's Timothy John it's probably not legit Ricky Bobby uh, uh, Ricky Bobby hmm uh, you know stuff like that it a lot of times they'll use a mildly famous person's um, name because when you go to search their name and their posts a lot of the other person's crap comes up and it makes it uh, it makes it real tough to sort through yeah but um, what I do when I'm checking out these people is I'll go right to straight to the oh boy 10 minutes look at there I go right straight to the uh, Facebook search and I'll search that person's name and I'll look for their posts and a lot of time they'll have seven eight ten different posts within the last three days on just as many groups with different pictures of the same you know uh, the, different pictures trying to sell different types of stuff uh, in different locations that's a that's 100% way to you know and right then I know that they're they're not legit they're not actually selling in Oklahoma and Arizona and you know in the UK that's just yeah and you had one that was uh, got the UK and OK for Oklahoma mixed up too I mean little stuff but uh, one of the things that, you know, we both do is whenever we kind of feel like you know, this is kind of fishy. Hey, because uh, they're because even the, they'll put a picture of like satinettes up and uh, call them something else. Oh, and, those old German owls. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're like, you know, that that's a red flag. So I'll hit them up and be like, hey, man, how much? Uh, where are you located? And no matter what they say, I got the money and I'm going to that place tomorrow. You know, right. they're just kind of like. Yeah. Oh, you're 2,000 miles away, dude. I'm actually on my way there right now. That's so funny. Let's make this happen. You know, save me on some shipping because that's what they want to do. They want you to Venmo them some money and tell you that they're going to ship them and, you know, just make something, you know. Just so. first come, first serve. When they tell me that. Yeah. Uh, number one, I know they're in a hurry. And number two, ain't no bird in the world so important that if I can't come get it tomorrow. Right. Uh, yeah. you know just for me uh, shipping they're, they're, it's a little bit different buy from reputable, reputable breeders only um, don't ship birds until you know what you're doing yeah. they're expensive um, it, it's a little bit of work to get them you know that kind of stuff uh, if you want to buy good birds buy good birds from good people 
Yeah. Don't go on Facebook looking at at uh, for lower pigeons or something like that. You're gonna you're gonna run into some scams. Yeah, and there's and always classifieds, you know, in the back of you know purebred pigeon or racing pigeon digest or whatever. And there there's good breeders there. Or if you know you do see someone online, you know, talk talk to other people if you do know other people that have bought from that person that you know the people you talk to are legit. You know what I'm thinking right now, though, is that, you know, because we do got listeners all over the world. I could just see some people like taking notes like, oh, man, I got to change this up. They're on to me for this. <laughs> Listening to this right now, like up in their game. I mean, because some of their stuff does seem like workshopped. You know, they, it does. It totally does. Like, yeah. <laughs> like they have a group that's designed for this because they always use the same names. They use the same photos. They're like, yo, look, I found this one. Nobody recognizes this guy. And it checks out on the Google lens. Because a lot of this stuff, you can totally tell they Googled it when they pulled this picture up. Because that old German owl, those sat nets, it pulls up as an old German owl. You know, stuff like that. It's it's like they're, they, they have a, it's like the dark web PS job that they got, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just everybody, you know, be smart about it. I mean, shows are a good place to buy because you're there, a person's there, cash and bird, just swap. You know, anything online, always be careful about. It's the best to buy what you can see and feel. If it doesn't feel good in the hand, don't buy it. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, on another note, we, uh, just because we're kind of coming up on the clock here, um, Chris has put together a couple of pretty cool images for the All About Pigeons podcast logo for uh, the podcast for the Facebook we're going to use. And um, we're going to be putting a, a poll up on the All About Pigeons podcast Facebook group so you can get on there and vote for whatever image you think looks coolest. And we'll make that one the, uh, the new image for the podcast. And of course, if you guys ever have any questions or comments or want to have a topic discussed, you know, man, just... Uh, throw it up there we'd be happy to to talk about it and i know we talked about this on another podcast but we're talking we're in the works with getting a couple of interviews going with some master breeders and some really experienced pigeon guys so keep your uh, eyes open for that one because you've been there talking are master to breeders and yep. there are master it's just us yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah it'll be good it'll be good to get some you know some real good experience to share with everybody else and you know that's what that's why we do this is just to you know talk pigeons you know we both like talking pigeons and stuff but you know For hopefully sure. some of this stuff can be helpful to other people and i know that if we get some of these really experienced guys on here pigeon club meeting helpful. saturday that's right the arizona pigeon club if uh, for all the Arizona listeners, Prescott is where it's going to be at Saturday from 11 to 3. You can find it on the Arizona Pigeon Club Facebook. We have a lot of info there. Honestly, I put the flyer on a lot of different pigeon uh, Facebook groups. Hey, what did you come up with on your poll for that? Uh, oh, so yeah, I put a poll out for the on the Arizona Pigeon Club to see if you had what most people had was it was either racing homers, Birmingham rollers, fancy breeds, pets, and then I also put a you could click i'm still looking for pigeons but um last i looked it was tight between fancy breeds and racing homers i was kind of surprised i thought i thought it would be between racing homers and uh, rollers because everybody's got those you know seems like everywhere you go down here everyone's got those rollers and the racers that's real popular breeds well i i don't i don't know that there are a whole lot of the 
the roller guys in there. Um, oh, in the club, yeah. I thought it was interesting to see that there was a lot of racers. Yeah. Because, um, you know, racing is a pretty big draw. So that was cool to see that. Yeah, no, that was a, uh, it was interesting for sure. I mean, I, even how many, you know, fancy breeds, because, you know, because I thought about breaking the fancy breeds down, but really, sometimes at a club show, somebody will pull up with a breed that, you know, I've only ever read about. And, uh, oh, wow, I never even knew that somebody was breeding those down here. That's pretty cool. It's like the Bugatti or Bugatti or... Oh, yeah, that trumpeter that was there. It's a... Bokeri, trumpeter. Oh, Bokeri is what it's called. Um, Joe told me, Hammond's told me. That was a pretty cool looking bird. That was yeah. big too, big bird. That was neat, neat to see that. Got an emo hairdo, big feathered feet. Look that one up. That's a neat one. Yeah. It's a. It's a oh boy! Excuse me. That was rude. I got I got an alarm system here. Mm-hmm. Um, no, they they that's a cool breed. They said they fly. I don't know. It's an awful big bird. Well, didn't you say when you were flying your Indian fantails, it looked like a, a towel flopping around in the wind? Yes, uh, fantails and Vorbergs, they look like they look like a flying gym towel. <laughs> they just kind of magic carpet around. They don't. They're not necessarily good flyers. The the German owls, they fly good. They're quick. Yeah. Little farts. Yeah. And then, they look uh, cool too. They kind of look like a little eagle flying around. Yep, and then the, uh, the those pot, those horse thieves, horsemen's, they're horseman powders, folks. Uh, <laughs> those guys, they fly good too, but well, not yeah, they're, very long. Yeah, well, they're kind of. I mean, they're definitely a performing bird. You know, that's flying is a big part of what they do. Yeah, I like I like them. I'm, I want to cross, want to cross them into a homer. I, there's a guy in Florida that does it. And he uses them because they always come back. Okay. So he'll yeah. he'll um because those powders will wander off. Yeah. If they get hooked up with another bird, they wander off. That's the whole point of the game. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're trying to steal the other guy's bird, right? Yep. And you're uh you're trying to steal the homing pigeons and stuff like that. But they're crossing. They cross these uh, with a homer because they're they're using them to foster and stuff too. But um. So you always have homers in the loft with them, but then they go and they, they fly them out, and then they always come back. Hey, we got less than a minute to go. Yeah, yeah, we're definitely up against the clock on this one. So hey, everybody, thanks for listening, and um, keep your eye out for the next one. If you just follow on Spotify, then every time we come out with a new one, you'll be right up to speed with it. So and if you check if you check the page every time at the same time, we'll always be there that time. Yep. Always. Always. (laughs) Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks, guys.